If you wonder what we do with these books here, it's just scripture. This is what mine looks like, so my Bible doesn't have to look like that. Don't need to throw that down. All right, so as Pastor Jeremy said earlier, we are going through the Bible in five years. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last sermon over the epistles. And then we'll begin the last book for that five years. So if you wonder what we're going to do next, I'm going to tell you a secret. Just don't tell Pastor Jeremy. We're going to do it all again. So the first time I came to this church was uh, July 8th, 2018. But who's counting, right? So I missed the first six months of this. And since I didn't live here, going back and forth from Oklahoma, setting up my property here, um, I missed many, many, many more lessons. And so when I became an intern here in August of 2020, that's when I was here solid. So it's safe to say that I've missed two and a half years of it. So if you are a new member here, or one that hasn't been here the entire five years, or if this is your first time visiting, I want you to know you're in good company. We're going to do this all again. So who is John? The Apostle John. Now this is not an introduction to the Gospel of John. This is just a, a thing about who the Apostle John was. The Apostle John followed Jesus Christ. Some say that uh, what, Pontius Pilate, here's a fact. Pontius Pilate became ruler in Jerusalem about 27 AD and ruled for about 10 years before he was called back to Rome. Christ was crucified around 30 AD. That's after three years of John following him around and the other apostles. So it's safe to say John was around 20 years old at the death of Christ. Given that he might have been around 17. So give or take a couple of years here. So at the time he wrote... John, the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the book of Revelation, John was probably 85 to 90 years old when that happened. And he doesn't mention his name except for in Revelation. In 2nd and 3rd John, he calls himself the elder. In the Gospel of John, he mentions himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And in 1st John, I didn't find any mention. But if you read 1 John, if you've read it this past week, and you've read the Gospel of John, the writing style is extremely similar. And that was my first thought as I went through the first part of 1 John chapter 1, is that this is the same person that wrote the Gospel of John. It had that similarity. So that's who John is. By the time he's 85, 90 years old, he had the right to call himself elder. Right? So he did. So today, I bring this up because John was walking in the light. Now imagine he's, let's say he's 90. And he'd been with Christ since he was 17. These are speculations as far as the ages go. But that's a long, long, long time to walk in the light of Christ. So he knew who he was in Christ. Because when he wrote the Gospel of John, he says, The disciple whom Jesus loves not loved but loves that means 
that Christ still loves him today, today just as he did when they were walking on the earth together. So if you have any doubts, that's what 1 John is all about, to help you to walk in the light. He had no doubt where his path was going to lead to when he passed from this earth. He knew where he was going. Can anyone tell me what darkness is? It's the absence of light. We've had some overcast skies in the past week. And as someone who relies on solar energy to power my house, it's been kind of hectic. My electricity did pop off last night about midnight. I had to get up, reset the inverters. Went out again just before I left for church this morning. So I'm praying for about three hours of sunlight just to charge it up enough so I can turn the refrigerator back on. It's kind of important not to let my food spoil. So it's the same with our spiritual life. I don't want darkness at home. I don't want darkness in my spiritual life. And so there are days when we may have overcast skies in our spiritual life. But it's important to understand that the light is still shining on the other side of that darkness. Of the clouds that are here. And it may block our view that the sun is shining on the other side. But we know it's there. And we know that God is always there even though we cannot see him. Sometimes we cannot feel his presence. It's not about feelings, it's about knowing so let's see what John says in his first letter. Go to 1 John 1, 5 through 9. This is the message which we have learned from, heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see, here we can see the contrast between walking in light and walking in darkness. John has written a plethora of conditional statements If we say this and we do this, then we are this. Here he says, if we say we are believers and walk in the light, then we have God in us. But if we say we are believers and walk in darkness, we do not have God in us. That's straight from Scripture. Let's look at this darkness for a minute, what we have with it. Go to 1 John chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. So either you're walking in the light and you have love for your fellow believers, or you walk in darkness and you have hatred for your brothers. Now, as we finish up these epistles, I want you to know something. Every single one of them were written to believers. They were written to the churches or individuals. 
when they were talking to Christians and how we should act and be toward one another. Every epistle was addressed to the church and the believers. So these verses are very important to know that we'll either walk in the, in the light or walk in darkness. And if we profess Christ and it's real and we stumble in darkness, we seek reconciliation in our relationship with Christ and restoration as faithful followers of him. We cannot live in both light and darkness, spiritually speaking. We will either live for Christ and make mistakes or we will purposefully live in darkness and only claim to be followers so how do you know that you are walking in the light that's a very good question John gives us clues to the answer of this and we're going to have several points in this the first point is this we obey his commandments Let's look at 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 through 6. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. So we know God by keeping his commands. We know God when we are walking in the light. We are keeping his commands. We obey what scripture says and we do we are to do as believers. This is really easy to do sometimes. When we are in fellowship with Christ. Difficult to do when we're not. When we were little children, how many of us disobeyed our parents? Glad you didn't, brother. I know I did. See, sometimes my brothers were a bad influence on me. But only sometimes. I was my own bad influence. I think we can all relate to this statement. I sin enough without help. I think I was about five or six years old when my stepdad gave me a cigarette. He thought it was funny to watch the smoke come out of my eyes and ears. And then I was told that I was not to smoke cigarettes unless they were around and my stepdad gave it to me. So under the bad influence of my, one of my older brothers, we stole a pack of cigarettes in direct disobedience of what my parents had said. One of my other brothers told on us. And we had to suffer the consequences of stealing the cigarettes and smoking them. Now if I would continued to steal cigarettes, not coming to a repentance after the spanking I had received, I would have continued in disobedience to my mom and stepdad. But I didn't. I walked in the light of obedience to my mother and my, fa- and my stepdad to keep the stinging off of my rear end. You see, I knew from a young age who my mother was. And I knew that my mother knew how to swing a belt. 
And so from then on, I walked in the light as far as cigarettes were concerned. I can't say that was the last spanking because that would be a lie. The second point of this is that we have his spirit that he has given us. And I believe that it is his spirit, the Holy Spirit, living within us that allows us to have this love for one another. Let's look at 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 through 24. By this we know love because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we, have, we, we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him and him and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. So we can't hate our brother and have love. But when we walk in the light, we have this love. It is not with our mouth that we show love, but by our actions. When our actions equal our words, we have proof that the Spirit is in us. We know that Christ loves us because he laid down his life for us. This is part of the gospel message. So in this passage, we also see that the commandment is to believe on the name of Jesus and to love one another. I told you it was really easy. That's it. That's all we need to do to obey. So there's an answer to point one if you wanted to know what the commandment was. Speaking of love, point three is that we love one another. And not only is it in the passage we just read, but it's also in 1 John chapter 4, 6 through 7. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. See, God has already shown his love for us by sending his only son to die for our sins on the cross so that we wouldn't have to pay that penalty of death for our sin. So upon the resurrection of Christ, death and hell were defeated, and as believers and followers of Jesus Christ, we became heirs to the kingdom of God. All because he loved us, and he loves us still. We saw earlier that when we obey his commands to love God and love God's people. Does that sound familiar? Point four is in this same passage, that we listen to sound preaching. 
Let's take a look at verse 6 again. We are of God. He who knows God hears us, and he who does not, who is not of God, does not hear us. By this we know that the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. You see, if we who are followers of Christ do not listen to the word of God being taught and preached, then are we really walking in the light? This is a conscious decision that you make to listen or not to listen. I know some who listen to several pastors online, some in person, some through podcasts, but they do it on a regular basis and they study the Word of God and they seek fellowship with other Christians so that they may be able to discuss Scripture in order to gain a deeper understanding of it. And I know some who have FaceTime on Sundays. And that's all they do. They check off the box. I'm a Christian because I went to church on Sunday. If I had a garage and I stood in a garage, it would not make me a car. Those are harsh words, I know. You see, walking in the light means that you have the desire to listen to preaching You have the desire to fellowship with other Christians so that you may learn from them as well. And you love being with them because when you do so, you are fed meat that you can chew on and you're not bottle-fed milk from Scripture. When you are fed meat, this is where spiritual maturity happens. You cannot grow on milk. Speaking of spiritual maturity, let's look at 1 John chapter 4.13. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. You see, this is our next point, that we have the spirit that was given to us. Now, if you're keeping track, that's actually point number two. John repeats himself here because of the importance of of knowing that we are walking in the light. It's important that we know that we are there. If we have the Holy Spirit in us, and He is God, and God is light, then we cannot have darkness in us because darkness is the absence of light. Do you want to know how you know that you have His Spirit in you? Let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such there is no law. Do you have this ninefold fruit of the Spirit in you? This is singular. Or do you sometimes fail and mess up on one because a cloud rolled in and provided a shadow that you didn't want to deal with? You see, seeking God through prayer 
and asking for the peace that is beyond all understanding, that puts you back in right relationship and helps this fruit manifest itself in your life. And because of this, we will be walking in the light. The next point comes from 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. I told you it was easy. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This point is that we believe on Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and when we love God, we also love his Son, and we keep his commandments. And the commandment of Jesus is that we are to love God and to love one another. Not really a new point, but reiterated here because of the importance of knowing who God is, who Christ is, and knowing that loving Him, loving them means to love one another. And that is how we know that we are walking in the light. So let's take a look at Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 31. Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, had asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, the first of all commandments is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all, of your, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, this is the first commandment. And the second, like it is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. In Matthew's version, he says that, that of these two hang all the law and the prophets. If you love God and you love your neighbor, that's all you need to do. So you can give lip service and say you do these things, but faking it will not last. And your true nature will show through. Make no mistake, when you walk in the light or when you walk in darkness, eventually the truth is revealed. If you have doubts, I have some good news or bad news for you. Let's look at 1 John chapter 5, verse 12. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. That's pretty straightforward. John is pulling no punches at telling them who they are in Christ. You either know Jesus or you do not. And John gives us many examples of what your life is like when you know Jesus. You will walk in the light. So why did John write this letter? Let's look at the next verse to discover that. 1 John 5, 13. 
And these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. See, he's talking to believers. That you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. You see, all these things he wrote down and he repeated them several times so that believers in which he originally wrote the letters to, the letter, would know beyond any doubt that they were secure in their salvation and that they have the blessed hope and assurance that they will have eternal life. Been over 1,900 years and this was preserved so that you may know that you have eternal life and have that blessed assurance of your salvation through the hope of Jesus Christ. Let's go to 1 John chapter 5, verses 18 through 20. It's almost like we studied 1 John. I'm in there so much, right? We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. See, as true believers... We cannot continue to have unchecked and unrepentant sin in our lives and have the assurance of eternal salvation because there is evidence that we are not actually walking in the light. We all sin, and Scripture tells us that. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 10, he says, If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Do not be discouraged if you sin, but repent and be reconciled with God, and he will restore your relationship to him. Do not let the lies of the evil one tell you that you are too sinful to be forgiven from your sins. God gives us this understanding so that we may know him who is true. Now John ends the letter on this note. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 21, he says, Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. And after all of that, he brings up idols. It seems a bit odd. But it could have been what prompted him to write the letter. And rather than chastising everyone, he sent the letter to for worshiping idols. He wanted them to be sure of their salvation and the hope of Jesus Christ by walking in the light that we have when we have Christ in us. Didn't want them worshiping things. Wanted them to know that they have eternal life. John's evidence of walking in the light should have, been, should have given the researchers pause to think on the direction their faith was going. And I want the same for you. It's not a John thing. It's a Christian thing. We want you to know who Jesus is. That's part of our great commission in Matthew 28. And we want you who are believers to have the assurance of salvation and eternal life by walking in the light. 
You cannot grow sitting at home all by yourself and left to your own devices. I know, I've tried. It didn't work. I spent 17 years outside of a church until I came here. You must fellowship with other believers. It is important for your spiritual maturity and to continue walking in the light. Walking in the light produces a behavior of love. Walking in the light means that we know that God has given us eternal life through his son Jesus Christ. Walking in the light means that we do not hate our brothers or sisters in Christ. And walking in the light means that we don't hate anybody else either because we want to love unbelievers enough to tell them who Jesus Christ is so that they can come to the light as well. Walking in the light is proven by our actions and deeds and not our words. We can say it, but the evidence will be there and it will be proven by our deeds. You cannot talk the Christian talk and not walk in the light. You can't do it. You can't say that I'm I'm this, but I actually do this and expect to see heaven. See, by the love we have given by God through Christ and testified as truth by the Spirit, we can be assured that we are walking in the light and by extension that we have eternal life. A dear friend of mine once told a story. Anybody anybody in here, Navy? Anybody been on a submarine? He was on a submarine. He was going to spend 180 days plus under the surface of the ocean. About 10 days into this little trip, he cut his hand. 170 days later, it had not healed. It had not begun to heal. Around day 180... One of the equipments on the system that he works on failed. And the unit was outside the the submarine. So they had to surface. And he went out onto the surface to fix the issue. And then the two to three hours that he was in the sunlight, the wound began to heal. There's a lesson here. If you are in darkness and you are hurting and confused and don't know which way is up, step into the presence of the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and let healing begin. Let's stand. All right, let's pray. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for writing of the Apostle John who continuously points us to you that we can walk in the light and know beyond any doubt that we have the hope and assurance of eternal life with you in heaven thank you Jesus for your sacrifice on the cross and your resurrection so that we know that our sins are paid for and thank you Holy Spirit for being in us and guiding our lives even though we sometimes fail and you bring us back Father we thank you for the opportunities to tell others about you and for the courage 
and boldness to speak the gospel of Christ when the opportunity arises. And Father, be with us as we leave here today and help us to always remember that walking in the light is where we need to stay. It's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.